Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking about the Kids First Best Awards of 2012, and we will be reviewing What to Expect When You're Expecting and Crooked Arrows. And right now, we are talking about What to Expect When You're Expecting, which is a new film starring Cameron Diaz, Chris Rock, um, Elizabeth Banks, who's recently in The Hunger Games. I love her. Um, and lots of other big name stars. And we have Brianna, who is going to be interviewing me today because I saw the movie very recently. So how are you today, Brianna? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'll let you take it away. So, what can you tell me about this film, What to Expect When You're Expecting? Well, What to Expect When You're Expecting is a story of five different couples, and they're all um, expecting children, whether they're adopting or, you know, having babies. And it's a comedy, and it's very funny, and it goes through, like, the women during their pregnancy and everything they're going through, and it's very, very comical and very funny, and I'm sure all of our moms like if they were to go see this they'd be like oh my gosh I totally understand what's like going on right now and then it's also about a dad's group where um all of these dads go and they walk like every Saturday in the park and they take their kids and it's so funny because it's just like a twist on everything you think of like parenting it's, it's just very funny it's a great movie that's very funny I like comedy so I think this would be a very nice film for anyone who likes comedy. Mm -hmm. So how strong do you think comedy is in this film? Because in some films it may be weak, in some films it may be strong. So how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like the comedy is very strong in this film. Something that I like like about PG-13 comedies is the comedy is more subtle, which makes it like 
way like a lot more funny but then in like rated r comedies it's not as subtle and it's like not as funny but yeah i think i saw this with um my really good friend and we were cracking up the entire time it was hilarious so i think the comedy was very strong how was the overall acting in this film um the overall acting was fantastic um I, like I said, there was a bunch of like big name actors and actresses. There's like Cameron Diaz, Jennifer Lopez, Elizabeth Banks, Brooklyn Decker. Um, one person that I liked was Anna Kendrick, who played Rosie, and she was um, she was younger, and um, she was expecting, and she was very her performance was very solid because she had less comedy and more of like serious acting, and she executed that perfectly. What was your favorite part in this film? Oh my gosh, okay. I loved the entire movie, but I think I have two favorite parts. Um, My first favorite part was towards the end of the film when um, one of the mothers, Wendy, played by Elizabeth Banks, who was in The Hunger Games, like I said, she... um, she was supposed to do this like seminar thing at this like mother's expo and so but she was pregnant she was like supposed to be talking and she had been having a really really rough pregnancy and so she had this total meltdown where she was just straight up blatant about like how awful like her pregnancy had been and it was so funny because she was just like like had a total meltdown it was the funniest thing ever I loved that scene like the entire theater was just cracking up and then um my second favorite part was the dad's group they always go walking in the park every Saturday and there's this guy Davis who's like he's not a father and he's like this bodybuilder and he goes jogging every day and every time they see him they're always like Davis Davis and like cheering him on and he pretty much like lives like their wildlife for them because like they're fathers now and they can't really you know go out and party or anything so he does that um, for them Every time um, the dads would see Davis, they would just start chanting his name, and it was the funniest thing ever. I I, I would be like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you go there. Yeah, um, you go Davis. It's funny. <laughs> How is the cinematography in this film? Did anything stick out about the cinematography? Did anything, did it cut it off from other films? Did anything just stand out? Um, I think the cinematography was was very good it was very clear and solid um there was one scene where the cinematography really stood out for me and that was um a baby shower scene and this dad and his son um an older dad and like his um son who was about to have a baby they were racing with golf carts in the cinematography and that was really cool because it was like a high-speed golf cart race and um the cinematography was very clear which was fantastic you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking about the Kids First Best Awards of 2012, and we will be reviewing What to Expect When You're Expecting and Crooked Arrows. So right now we are reviewing What to Expect When You're Expecting, and Brianna is interviewing me. Is there anything that you would add or subtract out of this film? Let's see. Well, I think um, something that I would possibly subtract out of this film actually no I take that back there's not I think this movie was perfect there was like a a perfect balance of everything that was happening one thing that I think was a little bit like overplayed was um when Rosie who like I said she was um one of the younger expecting mothers and um she got into like this like really sort of very fake fight with her boyfriend and they broke up and it was like I don't know the whole thing just seemed kind of weird like um I don't know, the whole thing just seemed kind of weird, like, it didn't seem realistic at all, so I think I maybe would have, like, 
given her like a better reason to leave her boyfriend I don't know it just seemed a little bit weird that's all yeah like like so, they're fighting for no particular reason it's yeah just, they didn't, I mean, even get, for- didn't even get into a fight she just like I don't know it was so weird I don't want to give anything away but I don't know you'll have to see the movie to understand but me and my friend were both like wait why why did they just break up that doesn't make any sense <laughs> how many stars would you give this film I think I would give this film five out of five stars because when I was watching the trailers, it looked so funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want to go see this. And when I saw it, it was like, oh my gosh, this totally is like better than I expected. And that's like a very important thing for me to make sure that it's better than the trailers, you know? When you saw this film, did it change your mind about having a baby or did it change your mind about having pregnancy when you're, of course, older, when you get married? Well, I've always kind of wanted to, like, adopt kids, and what's cool about in this movie, it also talked about, it, like, there was also a story about um, a couple that adopted, which was cool. because it touched. Mm-hmm. So it gave you both sides. It gave you, like, pregnancy. It gave you, um, you know, Rosie, she was, like, way younger. She was, like, um, like 19 or 20, so it gave you, like, that side of, like, having kids and um, adoption, and so I think... I didn't, it didn't really, like, change my mind. It definitely, I, I thought it was funny with the dads, the way, like, they acted, because they were just, they, they were so funny. It's not exactly what you would expect when you see, like, dads walking in the park with their kids. They were, like, they, it, it was just funny. Their whole system was funny. What age range would you give this for? Um, well, it's rated PG-13, which I think is good, because there is crude humor and inappropriate language but you know nothing more than you'd see in any other pg-13 film but you know when like when I was 11 I started like seeing pg-13 movies all the time at the movie theaters um so I think it just depends on like what you've seen but I think the rating pg-13 is fantastic for this movie so it just fit perfectly like rating pg-13 on this movie would just fit it not not like putting a pg sticker on it or a g movie it's definitely fit for it Mm-hmm. Yes. Was there any lessons or morals in this film? Um, there were lots of different lessons and morals. I think each couple brought a different lesson. Um, my favorite one was between Cameron Diaz, who played Jules, and she was a bodybuilder who was on the show called like Lose It and Weep, which is sort of like a takeoff of um The Biggest Loser, and um, she uh, she was with Chance Crawford who um it was her like boyfriend husband and I think they they were fighting a lot during the pregnancy because she was making all of the big decisions and he like was not having a say in anything and so I think the moral that came out of that is like you might disagree on the little things but when it comes to like the big decisions it's good to stick with each other and it's it's good to you know rely on somebody for those things which was a good moral and a good message Well, it looks like we're out of time for what to expect when you're expecting, but be sure to go see this film in theaters. When it comes to a theater near you, it's fantastic comedy if you're 13 and up. And Brianna, thank you so much for interviewing me. It was a pleasure to talk to you again. (laughs) It's a pleasure for me. (laughs) Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the Kids First Best Awards, and we have with us Cheyenne. How are you today? I'm great. How about you? I'm good, and we have with us Brianna, who in- was interviewing me on the last segment. So how are you? Very good. Thank you. Awesome. So we'll start off with Cheyenne, and she was doing foreign independent short films from ages 5 to 12, and that was her category. So let's talk about the film that you gave third place, which is Cloudmaker. So can you tell us a little bit about that film? Well, it's about when, even though you're somebody's enemies, you still have feelings for them, and you can make up being friends. And what did you like about this film? Why did you give it third place? Because it shows a, a, a very valuable lesson about friendship. 
And what was something that you didn't like about this film? Why is the reason that it wasn't like second or first place? The animation was a tiny bit blurry to me. They didn't show a lot of、um, emotion.、Mm-hmm. And not lots of you know kids your age would see foreign independent short films. So, do you think that this would be a movie that some of your other friends would be able to watch, or do you think they wouldn't really have any interest in it? Oh,、uh, I I don't really think they'll have any interest in it because they don't get movies without any words in it. Yeah, they don't. But what、yeah. did you think about it? I thought it was great, even though it doesn't have any words. You you could still get their feelings and what's their um reenactment. Mm-hmm. And what age group do you think you would recommend this film for? Three to ten. Three to ten. And why do you think that age group is suitable? Cause so little kids know how to be um little kids know how to do friendship, not to have any enemies. And um, I rank it up to ten because maybe some people they have really bad enemies and they still have feelings for them, and maybe they just want to make friends. Absolutely. So, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I'll give it four out of five stars. And why is that? Because. It's not like one of those oh my gosh movies. It's just one of like right in the middle of the movies. It's it not was like, right in the middle. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So let's talk about what you gave second place, which is Play Lunch. And can you tell us a little bit about that film? Well, it's about a little girl.、Um, she's very small, and、um, she、um, asked to play a game with these、um, with the people, and She's and then they kind of judged her by her height, and she made a goal, and so now she's be now they're being really nice to her. Now they're not judging her by her height. And what lesson do you think that this film teaches kids? Um, even though you're small, it doesn't mean you have to judge. It doesn't mean you have to judge them. Okay. And what age group would do you think you would recommend this film for? Five to nine. Five to nine, and、mm-hmm. how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Five stars. Five stars. That's awesome. And what was something about it that you didn't really like that made it be in second place instead of first? There was a part that、um, her mom gave her so much food. She has all these containers of food, and I didn't get that. Why? Why is she eating all that food? And then it comes to a different subject. So it was pretty much. It was a little bit confusing. Yeah, one place to another. All right. Well, it sounds like a very good movie, and let's move on to what makes me happy, and that is what you gave for first place. So, can you tell me a little bit about this film and why you liked it? Well, it has a foreign language, and even though you have a small amount of space, doesn't mean you can't have fun because she has all these animals and she takes care of them, and one of them goes out, and she has so much fun with her siblings and like chasing them back in. And what was the reason that you made this film first place on your list? Because even though you live in a country that you can't have freedom in, doesn't mean that you can't judge it and you can't have like so much fun. And what were some of the messages that this film got out to you? That you have a small amount of space, you could have so much fun. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about the emotion in this film, and what really made it connect to you? 
Well, she got lost, and one time I got lost, and she trained one of her pigs, and she called out her pig's name, and it came back to her, and then she, um, the pig walked her back to her home, so she was so happy. Well, that sounds like a very cute movie, and thank you so much for telling us all about your category, which was foreign independent short films, ages 5 to 12, and I'm glad that you submitted your entries, and we'll see who the winner is. You're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking about the Kids First Best Awards of 2012, and we will be reviewing Crooked Arrows. So right now we're talking about the um, independent short film category of the Kids First Best Awards, and we have with us Brianna, and her category was independent short films, 8 to 12, and that's over 12 minutes. And let's talk about your third place ranking, which is Regular Kids. Can you tell me a little bit about that film? I feel that Regular Kids was at the bottom because it wasn't as funny and entertaining as the first two. And it kind of stood out from four and fifth of my movies. And I think, well, not not I think, but I know it's about it's about these kids who are in the circus with their mother and father and they really want it's halloween the best day of the year for a kid in october and they really want to go trick-or-treating with their friends but they can't because they're performers in a circus and they have to travel a lot and do whatever and so their father wants to make it up to them because they are very sad and lonely and mad at their parents. So he makes it up to them and he really tries to get them into the Halloween spirit. And so what do you think made this film specifically stand out from your fourth and fifth fifth place? I know you said it stood out, but what exactly was something that really popped to you? It was more interesting than my fourth and fifth place was which was March Abel and Five Smooth Stones. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it was more interesting because you could kind of relate to it. And when you relate to a film, it's kind of like, oh, I can I can see myself doing that. And I just didn't, I mean, I feel that way in four and five, but it's not, not as much as not I as do much. in this one. It's not as strong for you. I absolutely agree with you. When you relate to a film, it makes the movie so much better. So let's move on to your second place ranking, which is Danger Jane. Can you tell me a little bit about that film? I picked Danger Jane as my second film because it was a little notch lower than my first ranking. But I mean, of course, it's my second. It's in second place for my knowledge. Danger Jane is about when a girl is trying to do a comic and she has this kind of imaginary friend and she's somewhat imaginary because others can feel her, but they can't see her. Mm -hmm. And so Danger Jane is trying to get this comic done for this competition. Like she, they said, Oh, you can enter. And she's trying to get this done, but everyone's distracting her. And there's this really mean girl And she's just like, ha, 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 you can't do any of this. And so Danger Jane tries to step in and save her. Like, she creates her. So, Absolutely. All right, well, let's move on to your number one ranking film, which is Test Subject B. Can you tell us a little bit about that film and why you think it deserves to be first place? Well, I feel as though it went to first place because I think that it, because most time machine movies, I mean, films are 
with adults. I mean, every time I see a time machine, it's with an adult operating it. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it, it it was about a kid who really wanted to figure out a time machine. And he tested it on his little sister. And she, and it said went back on time, but he was eating some pudding. And the pudding dropped on the machine. And I think it kind of glitched. Uh-huh. And so it went forward like 10 years so in a couple of minutes he sees his sister um all goth like and she and she comes in the door she's like oh mommy 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 I love you and she's all she's all like whoa whoa what's happening who is this person Mm -hmm. so I think it was really entertaining and funny well I'm glad that you really liked that movie and that it stood out for you because it obviously made an impression on you if it's ranked number one for independent short films So Cheyenne, thank you so much for telling us all about foreign independent short films and Brianna all about independent short films. And thank you so much for telling me all about your first, second, and third place candidates. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Crooked Arrows, and we have with us Julia. So how are you doing today, Julia? It's your very first time on the show. I'm very excited to get to talk to you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. All right, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Crooked Arrows? Um, it's a great movie. It's about lacrosse and mm-hmm. how the lacrosse team is very unlikely to make it to the state championships. And Joe, a Native American himself, he's forced to coach this team to make the Native American tradition come alive again. Well, that sounds like a very interesting movie. So can you tell us what your thoughts are about the film? It was a great movie and people who play lacrosse and Love lacrosse would probably love the movie. My um, dad played lacrosse for like the longest time and my grandpa was a lacrosse coach and all the guys in my school play lacrosse, which is super cool. So I might have to suggest this film for them. So what did you think about the cinematography in this movie? It was good. There was a lot of running around like in the woods for, and they'd like, use the trees as people so they used the forest a lot for practicing and what did you think you know about how this film could relate to other people that don't play lacrosse if they play any kind of sport um and how they're not they were never good when they first started and then they became a really good at that sport mm-hmm and do you think you relate to this movie in any way or maybe a specific character that really, you know, branched out to you? Probably because there was a character named Toby and he wasn't good at first. And then, um, so just like I was playing volleyball, I wasn't good at first. And then near the end of the season, I was getting better and better and I was starting to get Uh, points for my team just like Toby. That's awesome. You know, I think that's definitely something that everyone can relate to, you know, starting out at something and you might be new at it and you're not really, you haven't really gotten the hang of it yet. And then once you keep practicing and practicing, you really branch out into it, whether it's volleyball or any kind of sport or math even, you know, I think anybody can relate to that. So do you think you have a favorite scene or character in this film? Um, yes, my favorite scene was when um, Toby, he didn't believe in himself at first at all, really. And then um, he found his, himself scoring a victor's skull for the team. And he was very proud of himself after that. That's awesome. So what did you think about the soundtrack in this film? Um, it was good. You thought it was good? Was there any parts of it that didn't really go with the film? Because, you know, we what we've talked a lot um, on this radio show is this, when we talk about the soundtrack, it's like, has it really fit or anything? And a lot of times, 
the soundtrack and movies, it's good music, but it ha- does not go with like the scene at all. So did you ever find that happening in this movie? Um, I did once where it kind of had like that scary music, but it was seemed like kind of a happy scene though. It seemed like a happy scene. So two quick questions for you. How many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because I don't exactly play lacrosse, but mm-hmm. um, the movie was still really good. Awesome. And what age group would you recommend this film for? Probably ages... 10 through adult, probably. Awesome. Well, it sounds like this is a very good movie. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the Kids First Best Awards of 2012, and we will be reviewing First Position, which is what we're talking about right now, and we um, just reviewed Crooked Arrows, which is something that Julia just saw. And so, Julia, can you tell us a little bit about First Position and what it's about? It's about six dancers that are really dedicated to ballet and they all want to get a $50,000 contract to the world's largest ballet company called Youth American Grand Prix. So what did you think about this film? Um, It was great. It was really inspiring on how they were just really dedicated to it and they didn't have much time to do anything really outside of ballet. And it was just really inspiring. So what did you think about the visuals? They were really good and they did a lot of their dancing and their practicing. And it was amazing because they had to do a lot of stuff that hurt. Mm -hmm. A lot of training and practice. Yeah. Well, I think something that's, you know, interesting with anything, whether it's ballet or acting or school, if you really want something and you push yourself, no matter how hard it is, if you, you know, really want to reach your goal, then all of the pain and all of the training will definitely be worth it in the end. So do you think you related to this film in any way or maybe a specific character related to you? Probably because they worked really hard on the sport. And so, like you were saying in um, when we were talking about Crooked Arrows, you play volleyball. And when you started out, you know, you weren't that good because you were new at it. And the more you worked at it, the better you got. And I could see how you would definitely be able to relate to these girls because they really, really wanted the scholarship. Um, And, you know, they worked and worked and worked. And it sounds like you worked and worked to get good at volleyball, which congratulations to you. I'm more of a basketball person myself, but, you know, all of my friends play volleyball. It's a fun sport. So what age group would you recommend this film for? Nine through 15. Nine through 15. And why do you think this film was suitable for that age group? Um, because I think there's a lot of personal stuff that those characters give out. Mm-hmm. And um, they were all around that age. And can you tell me a little bit about the emotion in this film? Sometimes it could be sad because they didn't do good on their dance and they got just mad at themselves. 
And sometimes it can be really happy because they did really good and they were proud of their self. And was there a specific scene in this film that really stood out to you? Or... Um, yes, there was a scene where Michaela, one of the dancers, she had a severe pain in her Achilles. So when she was in the finals, she had to dance through that pain and she danced really gracefully and the, when she danced, it looked like nothing was wrong and it was still good, even though she had pain in her Achilles. Mm -hmm. And so that stood out to you because of her perseverance? Yeah. Awesome. So what did you think about the overall production of the film? It was really good. And do you think that this is a movie that your friends would be able to see with you or watch with you? Yes, because a lot of my friends are actually dancers. And when I told one of my friends about this movie, she was like, oh, I really want to go see that movie when it comes out. Mm -hmm. So they'd definitely be able to, um, to really relate to the movie a lot because, you know, they have firsthand experience with what these girls are going through, I bet. Yes. And do you think that parents might be able to watch this with their kids? Yeah, probably, because when my mom watched it, there was points where it was really funny, and she laughed. Mm -hmm. And was there anything in this film that you might have added or maybe taken away? Probably not. So you think there was, like, a good balance of everything? Yeah. I think it's very important that when you watch a film, you're able to watch it and be not be like, oh my gosh, I needed to add this or I needed to take this out. Well, it sounds like a very, very good film about dance. And thank you so much for telling us all about First Position and Crooked Arrows. And Julia, it was very fun to have you on the show with us for the very first time. And I look forward to talking to you very soon. Me too. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember! 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the Kids First Best of Fest Awards, and we have with us Casey, Camille, and Julia. And I just talked with Julia, but how are you doing, Casey? Great, and you? I'm good. And Camille, what about you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. So... Let's start off with Camille, and you were reviewing independent short films ages 5 to 12. So let's talk about your um, your third choice for this category, which was One Shoe Blues. Can you tell us why that was your third choice? I really liked, well, I chose One Shoe Blues as my um, third choice because I thought that it was kind of funny, and um, I really like B.B. King. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a great job um, in this short film. And I also really liked um, how they did the set. Um, it was, it was really, it was like an old fashioned cabin. So I, and um, inside was really old fashioned too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what was something about this film that sort of demoted it to third place instead of second or first? I think that, I don't know. I just, um, so he sings a lot of blues, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge fan of blues, but I mean, I still, I still found it enjoyable. Awesome. So can you tell us about your second choice film, which was Philadelphia Chickens? Can you tell us what that's about and why you liked it? Philadelphia Chickens is a really cute cartoon film. Although it does have the two brothers, Michael and um, Kevin Bacon, in them. Mm-hmm. They sing. And I really like this one because it was funny and it really made you want to dance after you watched it. Absolutely. And can you talk to me about your first choice, which is New London Calling? Yes. I really liked, um, well, I chose New London Calling as my first choice because... I thought that it was really, really cool. There's just a lot of, there are 
tons of kids playing outside and, you know, not playing on um, electronics. And I, I really liked that because, you know, you don't see very many people playing outside anymore. And I, and, um, I really liked the message. Um, I thought that, you know, the message was to go outside and you can have fun playing outside instead of just, you know, playing on electronics. Absolutely. And since this is your first choice, do you think that some of your friends would like it as well? Yes, I do. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. Um, What age group would you recommend this for? Probably like 5 to 12. 5 to 12. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for telling us about your category, Camille, which is independent short films ages 5 to 12. Now let's talk to Casey. And she did student production, which is college kid films. And Let's talk about your third choice, which was Jamila's Tales. Can you tell us about that film? Well, Jamila's Tale was out about um, a little girl who wanted to write a storybook. Like that was um, that was something she really wanted to do, but she wanted it to have um, for the princess to have brown skin. And so um, she had a really strong confidence in her beliefs. Is what I thought was really cool and what made me write this number three this uh the film gives an um another point of view on how kids view storybooks and their place in the world and I really uh I really enjoyed this creative story fantastic and can you tell us about your second choice for second place which is playfront playfront had a great message about what's important in life the movie starts off when the dad's at work and, you know, he works so much and then he gets promoted and he has to work even more, which takes away from their free time. And um, his son gets really sad and it's pretty sad how the dad can't play with him anymore. Well, it sounds like a very sad movie, but I'm glad that it made number two for you. So it means it must have had some good qualities. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking about the Kids First Best of Fest Awards of 2012. And we just talked with Camille. She was telling us all about her film, and then we started talking to Casey. And her um, her category is student production, which is college films. And she was just told me about her second choice, which was Playfront. So, Casey, could you now tell me about um, your first place, which is Missile Crisis, and what what it was about and why you liked it for first place? Missile Crisis was definitely my favorite short film. The two main characters, the two brothers, had a really amazing relationship, and it takes place during the Cuban Missile Crisis, but the older brother um, comes up with a creative way to calm his younger sibling, which I think is really cool. But um, their parents do fight a lot, and that is one of the bad things to this um, Mm -hmm. film. And out of all of the five films that you saw in this um, student production category, what made this film, what's the number one thing that made this film really, really stand out to you? Why do you think it really deserves to have first place? Well, as I said, um, the wonderful relationship between the two main characters was great, but, and also the filming was really nice. It was clear and I could hear it. Um, Unlike some of the other stories, I could hear it really clear. Absolutely. 
Well, Casey, thank you so much for telling us all about your student production category. And thank you for telling us about your first, second, and third choice. Now we're going to be talking to Julia, who also had student production films under nine minutes. And um, like I said before, this is her first time on the show and she's from Denver, which is right by where I live and it's in Colorado. So yay, we're all neighbors here. Anyway, Julia, can you tell us a little bit about your third choice, which is Broccoli Monster? What's it about and why did you choose it to be have third place? It is about this baby that loves broccoli and all the baby does is really eat the broccoli. And so I picked it as third because the baby just loves the broccoli and it was funny how he just, his face as well, he ate the broccoli. All right, let's talk about your second choice, which was the best present ever. And can you tell us what you liked about it and why you think it deserves to have second place? It was about this little girl and it was her birthday. And um, she, I think she got a dog as a present. And then she had this really mean neighbor next door. And uh, the dog got trapped inside of their house because the dog wandered over to their house. Mm -hmm. And so then she kept trying to get the dog back. Then the dog finally came back because the guy let him go. That's fantastic. That I think that would be the best present ever for me as well. And can you tell me about your very first choice of the student college production, which is cheese? Can you tell me what that's about and why you chose it? as first place and why you think it really deserves to be above the rest of the five films that you've seen? Well, I just thought it was a little more interesting, probably because the rest were not as my age level. Mm -hmm. But um, Cheese is about, it's kind of like a music video, but not exactly. It's just this little girl and there's just music in the background and she's just smiling in a bunch of these random photo shoots and she just looks really happy and what age group would you recommend this film for probably five through ten and do you think that there was any morals or messages that got out to the audience through this movie just have fun and always smile Absolutely, absolutely. And can you tell me how many stars you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I'd give it probably three out of five. Three out of five? And why is that? Well, it wasn't much of a film, so it was just more about watching this little girl have fun. Awesome. And so can you tell me a little bit about the plot of the story? Because, um, I, like, I understand that it's like this girl having fun, but can you tell us if there's really, really any plot or, you know, relying story really quickly? Um, it's not much of a story because she doesn't talk or anything in it. Um, there's just music and she's like dancing to it. Well, we are out of time. Camille, Casey, and Julia, thank you so much for telling us about your Kids First Best of Fest award choices. And thank you for telling us about your independent short film choices. 
and your student project choices. So thank you so much for telling us all about those. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critic by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.